Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. 12. This is out of the message version of the scripture. It says this, that he, that's Jesus, thought of everything, provided for everything we could possibly need, letting us sit on the plans he took such delight in making. Think about that a minute. You are the product of God's pleasure. You're not the product of God's sanitized intention. You're the product of God's pleasure. He sat around and thought to himself, what can I do that'll please heaven? And you're the result. How about that? Turn to your neighbour right now and say, God likes the look of you. Come on, tell somebody that. Some of them have never heard it. They've been told that they're the wrong shape, the wrong size, the wrong age. They don't know enough. They're not good enough. They're not rich enough. They're not smart enough. Tell somebody else, God likes the look of you. Tell somebody that this morning. Come on, let them know today. God likes the look of you. He set it all out before us in Christ, a long-range plan in which everything would be brought together and summed up at Him. Everything in deepest heaven, everything on planet earth, it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Think about it. Think of all the money you spend on consultants getting people to help you discover your gifts and talents. And then you come to Christ and discover there was a hole hidden you that you never could have ever known about unless you came to Christ. It's in Christ that we find out who we are, what we're living for, long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up. He had His eye on us, had designs on us, for glorious living. Don't let anybody tell you that being a Christian is where you give up and you slave away and you grind it out and then one day if you're lucky, you die and go to heaven because that's rubbish and it's not the Bible. The Bible is that God had designs on you for glorious living. Amen. This is the best life You can ever have. Verse 12 says, part of the overall purpose, He's working out in everything and every single one. God's got a great purpose and He's designed each and every one of us to be a part of that design. And today I want to speak to you on who cares. Not who cares, but about who's the one that does care. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7 says that the Lord said to Samuel, the prophet, when he's down at the house of Jesse looking for who's going to be the next king of Israel and he gets all of the the best, handsomest, uh, strongest, most experienced sons of Jesse to walk past him and every single one of them, the Lord says, no, let's read why. Do not look at his appearance or his physical stature because I've refused him. Because the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And so that's how David gets to be anointed king over all of Israel. But can I say to you today, let me turn that right upside down. 
Because I know many believers who use that verse to justify some kind of slackness, some kind of second best. They kind of go, well, after all, the Lord looks on the heart. But that verse is not telling you or giving you an out. It's not saying, don't worry about it. It's okay if you're slack. It's okay if you don't do a good job. It's okay if you're a bad employee at work. Because after all, the Lord looks at the heart. That verse is not an out. It's telling you what we all plainly know, which is that people are looking at what you do. People are looking at the way you live. People are looking at the way we display Jesus. That's why today there was a red carpet for you as you come in. Why? Because we want you to think of yourself as royalty and celebrity. I remember being in Paris a few years ago and I uh, walked past some, I don't know whether it was a nightclub or whether it was a theatre, but they had men with very tight fitting suits, big bulges where there shouldn't be bulges on the hips here and, uh, and a red carpet and all these guys with little earpieces in. Well, you see, I, I've never ever thought I'm just anybody. I, I always think, you know, I belong on the red carpet. So I walk right through the, I was wearing jeans, sneakers and a t-shirt. And I walk in there looking at me like who, everybody else is wandering out into the traffic going around the road. But I look at that and go, that's obviously an invitation. <laughs> a red carpet is an invitation to walk forward. So I just walked on it. They looked at me, not one person stopped me. They probably thought I was a, a rich Arab oil sheik. Well, maybe not, but. Anyhow, listen, just because God looks on the heart, can I say to you, God looks on the heart, but He's the only one that does. I was at a church many years ago with my wife. The senior pastor was away and one of the leadership team was leading the service. I remember it because he obviously loved the sound of his own voice and that when it came to communion, he began to sing uh, like Elvis. And you could tell he didn't want anyone else to sing. Take my life. He was singing like this and we're all going like, oh God, save us. And he, I'm just sitting there and then he got up and led the service where they welcome people. And he said, if you're a guest here today, please lift your hand. We've got a gift pack for you. Well, uh, people raise their hand. Up gets this girl. I later discover her name is Janelle and I'll tell you how I discovered it. But up gets Janelle. I notice Janelle because she's greeting all the new people. She has no shoes on her feet. Now, I've got no problem with how you come. But can I say, you probably wouldn't go to Buckingham Palace and find one of the footmen with just his foot. Just saying. I think they'd kind of dress up. You don't go to the top restaurant in Perth and the guy comes out looking like he just stepped off the beach. But anyway, that's another story. We're not, we're not here to judge. But we all do. Huh? Oh, we're not here to judge. Oh, shut up. You do it all the time. Amen. How many people have ever been some? I was with someone at a restaurant recently and the cup they bought out, uh, the cup had lipstick around it. Do you know I'm sitting with my friend? We, two of us, three of us there. Two of us said, send it back. He goes, no, don't worry about it. I'll drink out of the other side. 
I'm going, yeah, the other side was the one after they'd put the lipstick there. That was the other side. They left their spit. How many people know right there we just made a judgment about that restaurant and about its standards? Huh? We do it, you know. So anyway, up gets Janelle and she goes along and she gives Rhonda one of the gift packs. She gives me one of them. And all of a sudden I hear the team leader of the day say, Janelle, Janelle. And Janelle is her name. Janelle turns around to the platform and the guy up there leading the service I'm embarrassed to tell you this. The guy up there leading the service says, Janelle, it's one per family, Janelle. And so Janelle goes back along all the rows and snatches it out of our hands. She looks at Rhonda and I and takes one back because it's one per family, Janelle. You know, I've told that story a bunch of times. And it's a saying amongst our staff. If somebody even thinks about doing something less than excellent, somebody on the staff will say, is that one per family, Janelle? Because that verse doesn't give you an out. It's telling you that outward appearance makes an impact into people's lives. And it really does. Let's get into this together this morning by reading 1 Kings chapter 10, verse 4, about a woman who was spiritually impacted. And I'm going to break this open this morning because I think so many people read it wrongly and take the wrong things out of it. So let's read it. 1 Kings chapter 10, verse 4. When the queen of Sheba, she wasn't a visiting a tourist. She's the in charge of the whole country. She lives in a palace. She's used to great things. When the Queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon. Stop right there a minute. Ecclesiastes says the poor man's wisdom's not heard. Here's the difference. You can be the wisest person in the room, but if you keep turning up to work late, if you look like you never ironed what you're wearing, if you smell... I don't care how wise you are and how much you love Jesus and how many hallelujahs you can get out in a day. I'm here to tell you today, your wisdom won't get heard. Uh, can, we be, can we just do family time here today? Can we dig in a little bit and say, you know, Metro Church and anybody else watching or listening, whatever your church is, can we just say that the way we live has an impact to people's life? She saw the wisdom of Solomon but it doesn't stop there. The house that he'd built, the food on his table, the seating of his servants, the service of his waiters. I grieve every time I hear the story about somebody who used to go to church and got turned off by somebody who did not serve with an excellent spirit. Now, you're going to hear me right. I'm going to talk about the difference between excellence and an excellent spirit shortly. But I want you to hear this today because I think it matters. God has given us the responsibility to reach the world. For God so loved the world. We're going to unpack some of that over the next couple of months of what it means for us here at Metro. But can I say to you, 
that with all that, we could be the most godly, the most spiritual. We could have the greatest faith. But if we don't do these other things well, we'll be the poor man whose wisdom's not heard. Their apparel, his cupbearers, his entryway by which he went up to the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her, no more questions, no more resistance. Then she said to the king, it was a true report which I heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom. However, I didn't believe the words until I came and saw with my own eyes. And indeed, the half was not told me. Your wisdom and prosperity. Not your wisdom or your prosperity. Your wisdom and your prosperity exceed the fame of which I heard. Happy are your men and happy are these your servants who stand continually before you and hear your wisdom. Serving is not a low place, it's the close place. Did you get that? You will discover more when you serve than you ever will by listening to a podcast. Don't mind if, if Dad just has a couple of words here today to the family, do you? Because so many people are trying to get more knowledge. They're trying to get more understanding. And God says, you know what? You don't get it from the far place. You get it from the close place. They stood continually before Him and heard your wisdom. And blessed be the Lord your God who delighted in you, setting you on the throne of Israel because the Lord has loved Israel forever. Therefore, He made you king to do justice and righteousness. It wasn't just his wisdom, his heart, but it was how his world looked that gave his wisdom impact. Now, I'm going to say it again, because excellence is not just about appearance. That can just be you wanting to make a good impression. I believe that what we really need to zero in in is not excellence, but an excellent spirit. It says this about Daniel, who was a slave taken into captivity in Babylon, the leading nation of his day. And it says this in Daniel 5 and verse 12, that an excellent spirit was found in him. The word excellent comes from a Chaldean word at its root, a Babylonian word. In other words, he goes to a different culture. He learns a different language but he keeps the values of his own world. We need more Christians who don't change their, their values to fit the world. They can speak the language of the world. They understand how the world thinks, but they carry a different spirit. Not the other way around. Christians that change their spirit to fit the world, but retain Christian language. Chew on that one for a little minute. huh? We got lots of Christians that have changed their spirit to the spirit of the world, but they keep Christian lingo. Reverse those two. An excellent spirit, and the word excellent there comes from a root word that means to exceed, which makes sense. But excellence in this passage doesn't mean about he was, you know, looking up the latest what GQ magazine, that's for guys, isn't it? Or Vogue magazine for the women. 
He wasn't checking out and going, what's the latest fashion? I've got to be right up there. I've got to have it. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I don't really care if you wear the latest stuff and you look fine. Good for you. That's awesome. I'd rather you look fine than shabby. But whatever. However, he wasn't doing it for that. He wasn't parading out there, you know, going, guess what? My new, uh, you know, my new outfit. What do you think? It comes from a root word saying his spirit was one of exceeding. In other words, it was more than just enough. He went way beyond, do I have to? It was more than just what it, what's expected of him. This guy who's a slave. Come on, tell me what you're like in your workplace. Do you have an excellent spirit? Or are you just appearing excellent? Do you do what's enough at work? Or do you exceed everybody's expectations? Well, they only pay me this much. Some people are waiting for a pay rise to elevate their output. Some people elevate their output in order to get a pay rise. Neither of them are an excellent spirit. This guy's a slave in a foreign land, but he elevates everything in his thinking. He says, no, just enough's not enough. Do I have to is not my vocabulary. It's not just what's expected of me. I go the extra mile. That sounds a little bit like someone else we heard, does it not? I think the Lord Jesus himself told his disciples at the beginning, let me tell you how our kingdom's going to work. He says it's more than just enough. If they compel you to go one mile, he said, go an extra one. Around here amongst our staff, we say the extra mile after a while is no longer the extra mile. You've got to go an extra, extra. Amen. Because after a while, the extra mile is normal. You know, this might surprise some of you here. I, I don't run like a, a worksheet for everyone and, and staff. I, there's only one day of the week. You better turn up on time on that day. We have a staff gathering and we pray together for all of you and for all that God's put in our life and heart. The rest of the time I go, you know what? Nobody in staff of this church works a 40-hour week. Like, hello, we gave that up years ago. We're here for the extra, extra. And then once we've been doing the extra, extra, we go extra, extra, extra. Some people on staff, they're at extra times 10. Amen. And believing for 11. Amen. Give all the staff a big hand. Say thank you. They do a great job. Here we go. So let's talk about not excellence. Let's talk about an excellent spirit. Number one, an excellent spirit aims for excellence even when people aren't watching. Huh? I was talking to Dave Faulkner down there before the service. He told me whenever he goes to a display home, he looks inside the cupboards. David's a builder. I go, why do you look inside the cupboards? He says, I want to see what they do with the bits no one sees. He says, I'll look inside the cupboards to see did they bother painting the parts no one can see. I, I said, David, awesome. I love you. That's the way we ought to do it. He said, when I built a display home and the painters just did the face, I went back, I said, paint inside. They said, no one will see it. He says, we will. Huh? We'll know. 
What do you do when no one's watching? See, out of the whole of this verse, the, the thing I love the one most is verse 5. When she saw the entryway by which he went up. Nobody else saw that. Unless it was a, a guest. No one else saw the way he went up to the house of the Lord. But it was just as good. She says that was just as good as the public bits. Just as good as the uniforms. Just as good as, as the outward appearance of the building. The entryway that no one else saw but him. She said even that was amazing. An excellent spirit aims for excellence when no one's watching. Number two, an excellent spirit is excellent, not just in words, or sorry, in deeds, but in words and heart. A lot of people do a good job, but they've got a grumpy spirit. They've got a mean spirit. Hey man, you know what I'm saying? You have been served by somebody and they did it, but the way they did it, they didn't need to say anything. I've been on a lot of planes the last month. And I'm telling you, some people, I remember one lady, it was like, she was, and I was not in business class that trip. I always love the way that I'm just you who down there. And if I go up there, it's, Mr. Woodward, how lovely to have you back with us. <laughs> I use points, don't worry about it. Just for those of you here a bit wondering what, who paid for it. But you know, I had this one lady, she was smiling. I'm just looking at this lady and go, I want to fly with you again. Why? She wasn't doing her job. Oh, another passenger put on their call light. God, hold that conversation. I'll be back in a minute. Yeah? What do you want? Amen. I've been saying to the choir for years, we may not all hear your individual voice, but we can all see your smile. Amen. Amen. That's, you get dressed in the morning. Before you go to work, put one of these on. Amen. In the traffic, praise God. Amen. I know, I see right there, that's where our Christianity slips, right there. Amen. We get out there in the traffic and we're just, well, the old nature rises up. I've got to be honest. Yeah, after I come back from India or somewhere or other or Cambodia like that, well, one or two, either A, I go really slow because you just get used to traffic or B, I'm honking with everyone else that's honking, you know, because, you know, in India, you know, if you want to buy a secondhand part, buy an indicator because it was never used. <laughs> Don't buy the horn because it's worn out. And all the Indian people love me. I know you do. I just see Natalie and Ray down there. Back from your wedding. Didn't you get married last week? You got married last week? Give us a big wave down there. Oh, how beautiful. How lovely. Congratulations. Great way to start your married life. I would have given you the pen, but it's not here. Someone's already taken it. Just as a starter. You've only got five years. There. Yeah, look, where's the pen set? Is that here? Nick, where are you? Is this the pen set? I'll just walk off stage. I can come back. This says pulpit sample. And I'm the boss, so I've got to be able to do something in life. I'm sorry it says pulpit sample. But I want you to have that. Because you're at zero and that's, you know, like, yeah, congratulations. Congratulations. That's really good. Congratulations.
Congratulations. Great. See, the, see what happens when you come to church straight after you get married. You get a free gift set. Steak knives will come next for sure. Here we go. And excellent spirits, excellent not just in deeds, but words and heart. Here's number three. Excellence reflects God's nature. Anybody here want to go to heaven and you get up there and there's the great white throne, but the leg broke off and it's propped up with the book of life. A couple of the angels have lost some of their feathers and no one could afford to fix it. But don't worry about that. Least you hear. You go on the streets paved with gold and trip over a pothole. But at least you're here. How many people are going to go, what is this? Amen. Look at what it says about Jesus in Mark 7, verse 37. And they were astonished by me, beyond measure, saying, watch this. They didn't go, wow, I've never heard the gospel presented so well. That theology just wrapped itself around my brain. Oh, wow. Ooh, mm. Oh, now I understand the Trinity. They never said that. They said, he has done all things well. Think about it. Everything Jesus did came out of a spirit of excellence. If Jesus did it, no matter what it was, it was good. Amen. It was good. Amen. How many people believe that we, the church, who represent Jesus, it ought to be good? How many of you don't believe that and you don't give a rip? Because I'm going to pray that God delivers you right now. Of course you do. He's done all things well. Here's number four, is that excellence is not perfection. That's a shock to most people because they think that it's got to be perfect. But I don't know about you, I've discovered very little in life is perfect, apart from me and you. And I've got my suspicions about you. Whenever you hear someone talk about how great their marriage is, I always want to go and ask their spouse. You know what I'm saying? You know, when you hear someone say about, well, they're the most valued worker, I want to go and talk to their work colleagues and their boss. Because I know that excellence and perfection aren't the same thing. An excellent spirit is not a spirit of arrival. It's a growing spirit. See, perfection says I've arrived after after. After you got there, you got there, haven't you? There's no more growth possible. I read a book once, a couple of years ago. It was called Exactly. It was the story of specificity in measurement. I know it's a weird book to read, but books like that appeal to me. I read the book and it was about the history of measurement. It's in all the bookshops. You can still buy it. I saw it the other day. Rush out and get it. Hey, listen, I just read a book on the biography of sand. That was fascinating. Sand. You read what you like. You can read your romantic fiction. I'm reading about sand. Amen. So this book exactly talked about this. It said we, as a Science and as a culture, we have never arrived at perfect measurement. That what used to be a cubit, which is not an exact measurement, 
They talked about even the atomic measurements. I think they're held in Paris or something, rather the exact length of a metre. But they go, they've got to keep on adjusting those things. As our science improves, so does our quest for perfection in measurement. Which I say all that to say this, perfection is a goal somewhere up there. But you're not there yet, so keep growing. Excellence says, I've got room to improve. Amen. Who, who should be like that but Christians? Are you with me? Christians ought to be going, you know what? I'm not what I should be, but thank God I'm not what I used to be. And I'm on the journey from that one to the first one. I'm on the journey to excellence in my life, an excellent spirit. There's a different difference between being the best, which automatically means you're comparing yourself. There's a difference between being the best, comparison, and being the best you that you can be, which is aspiration. Make sure you choose the right one. Here's number five. An excellent spirit will see promotion. Proverbs twenty two twenty nine. Seest thou a man or a woman diligent in business? The word diligent there means excellent. The word business, by the way, is the Hebrew word for ministry. So it's not just talking about my workplace. It's talking about the way I serve God. Do you see someone who's excellent in the way they do their life? It says this, they, will, they won't stand before unknown people. They'll stand before kings. Do you want to get noticed in your workplace? Have an excellent spirit. Not a judgmental one. Not a I'm better than one. Have an excellent spirit. We're talking about by design this month. And I'm convinced that we are designed not just to exist and be, we are designed for a spirit of excellence in our life. You know, while I was uh, praying for this uh, service today, and I'm out wandering wherever I was, walking away, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said that there'd be people here today in this place, and your world right now looks like bubbling frustration. There's stuff going on in your world, and it's it's irking you, it's ticking you off, and you're wanting to bust out. And I've never heard this phrase ever in my life, but this is what came to me. I wrote it down, and I heard the Lord say this, don't run from until God shows you what to go to. Don't run from until God shows you, because some of you, the frustration, if you listen to your flesh, to your base nature, you will just bust out. Whether that's a, a, a relationship, whether that's a job, whether that's a career, whether that's a business, whether that's a church or a ministry. If you listen to your frustrations, they're saying, I'll bust a lot of them. Oh, whatever. Who gives a rip? If you do that, that's not an excellent spirit. And if you follow it, you will run from and then I've watched people do this. They wander for ages and ages trying to find what it was they were supposed to go to. And listen to me, you don't want to be in the desert place. Psalm 23 verse 4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of. You don't want to be in the shadow of death. Jesus said when you cast out a spirit, it goes through desert places. You do not want to have demons as your neighbours. Just saying. Huh? So don't let frustration make you leap out of where you are 
until God shows you what you're supposed to go to. Here's number six, the last one. If you're following through in the notes, these are in the notebook for you. And then some questions to follow, which I hope will help you. Number six, an excellent spirit stands out for the right reasons. We all know people that have stood out to us for the wrong ones. People whose spirit, regardless of the job, stood out for us because they gave us the impression that really today was not their best day and therefore it's not going to be yours. But an excellent spirit stands out. Daniel stands out. Jesus stood out. Not because he was a great preacher, but they, he stood out to everyone because they said, look at the way he does stuff. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15 says, Through thick and thin, keep your hearts at attention in adoration before Christ your Master. Be ready to speak up and tell anyone who asks you why you're living the way you are and always with the utmost courtesy. Think about that a minute. The Bible's saying here, if you live the right way, with an excellent spirit, somebody's going to notice you. When they notice you, they're going to come up and say, what is it with you? What is it about your life? Instead of just going, oh, well, yeah, my mum was a hard worker. Whatever. Why don't you say, well, you know what? I'm a believer. And that impacts everything I do in life. You know what I've discovered? I've discovered way more people out in my world regardless of who they are. When I start talking about Jesus, you know, they, they don't get turned off. They actually are interested. I find all over the world there's a spiritual hunger. People are going, oh, is there any hope? Sure enough, if you're following everything on the, that's going on around our world, you'd think there was none, but there is hope. It's called Jesus. He's hope of the world. That's why on this building in three metre high letters out there, it says Jesus, hope of the world. Because we trust that when people come in here, they will hear a message of hope. Thanks, team. Please come. They'll hear a message of hope. They'll hear about the great designs that the Bible says God had on you before you came even to Christ. There was a life He'd prepared for you. Amen. Why not give it your best shot? Because it's the only one you've got. You can't screw up this one then go, oh, better luck next. I'll do it the next life. There ain't another one. That's it. Amen. And you might go, oh, Jeff, I've been such, oh, I haven't done it right. Well, start today. Bring your best before God. And so bring your perfection. Too many people let perfection stop. Well, I'm no good at exercise. Oh, I've tried. That didn't work. No one's asking you to be, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Are they? I don't care. That's not the deal. We're talking about bringing your best in life. Amen. Don't park your brain because you came to Jesus. Amen. Keep learning. Well, I've read the Bible. What? Only once. Jesus wrote it and he read it every day. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us today in Jesus' name. You want us to do more than simply pass time on the planet. Oh, we love you. 
Holy Spirit, we love that You've invited us into something great and grand. We love the fact that You've prepared a great life. We don't want to miss one bit of it. We don't allow one offence. We don't allow 10 offences. We don't want to allow one disappointment or 10. We don't want to allow one stumbling by ourselves or 10 to stop us getting up, dusting ourselves off and going forward into the best life You've prepared for us in Jesus' Name. Oh God, I pray for people here listening, watching, people present. I pray that every single one, wherever they are, today will decide, you know what, I'm made by design and I'm designed to be great. So God, I'm going to allow You to bring forth something wonderful through my life in the name of Jesus. Thank You for it, Lord. We surrender to You again. We say, God, here's my life. Would You keep on making it amazing? Would You keep on doing something great with it? Just while heads are bowed, eyes are closed. You're here today in front of me or you're watching this via YouTube or listening to the podcast and wherever you are right now. I I know that I know that there are people listening to this and you're in some regional part of Australia and you're listening to this. But while you're listening, the Holy Spirit is in the car with you. He's in that study with you. He's in the room with you and He's saying, this is for you. Oh, you go, oh, Jeff, I tried. I'd say to you, come on, let put your hand up for Jesus. Say to Jesus again, Lord, I'm going to walk with you. I'm sorry I stumbled. I'm sorry I lost my way, but I'm coming to you today. If you'll do that, Jesus is waiting for you. He's going to say yes to your yes. And His yes is far greater than even yours will ever be. Let Him say yes to your yes today. And so in front of me here this morning or wherever you are listening or watching, if you say to me, Jeff, I'm saying yes to Jesus today. Would you pray with me? Would you help me get started? The answer is I'd love to. If that's you today, would you just slip your hand up so I can see it here in front of me? I can ask you to do that. People will be doing that out where they're watching or listening. But if you say to me, Jeff, today I'm saying yes. I want Jesus to say yes to my yes. Would you just slip your hand up, put it back down again. I'll see it. I'll pray with you wherever you are. And I love the privilege of being able to do that with you. Is there anybody just wherever you are? Lift it up. Don't be shy. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to do any other strange thing. I'm going to pray with you right where you are this morning. Then we're going to pray together anyway for people that are watching. Because I know they are. I hear it every week from somebody. Thank God for the podcast. I watch this online. Thank God for all the ways technology is opening up more and more doors. So I'd love us here today to pray this to help the people that are saying it where they are. Say this prayer after me, Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me because I matter to you. I want you in my life. Save me. Forgive me. Help me. Amen. You don't need to pray this, but Lord, I'm praying for people that are saying yes. I know there are. And Lord, I know that the yes text when they come in will be somebody that said today, tonight, the middle of the night, I I took the courage and I said, yes, Jesus, I know you're saying yes to their yes. Help them, Lord. I might never even know their name, but you'll know them intimately. You know every part about them. 
help them today in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Just give those people, wherever they are, a big hand. We love that. So much so that we created Yes Text. There it is up on the screen for you, 0488826392. Or yes.metrochurch.org.au. Either one of them will do the same thing. It'll bring to you every morning for 30 days. It gets you involved with a program of being discipled with Jesus. That's what it does. It's from our church, so it's not from anywhere else. No spam attached. You send us your your the yes to 0488826392. We don't even need to know your name right now. We'll let you know each day a Bible verse, different one every day, and a prayer that we hope you'll pray and make it yours. And then a different one every day for 30 days or unless you opt out, which by the way, hardly anybody ever has. I think two people have opted out before the 30-day end out of the hundreds that have done it. So uh, I know that it speaks to people's hearts and lives in a great way. And we want you to begin a journey with Jesus. It's not about a moment. It's about momentum all the way through. And God wants to help you grow. Amen. And I think that's so good and so wonderful. Thank you for being such a great church. You know, when I stand up here and speak about an excellent spirit, it's so relieving to know I'm not speaking at the one per family Janelle church. Because I can't tell you a story like that about this church. Maybe it's happened, but I don't know it. I know we're not perfect, but I know we keep on trying to do better at everything God's called us to do. Thank you for bringing your best to the house of God. Amen. I love that. I think that's awesome. Praise God. 